0: Hey Granville Youth, welcome back to our 40 Days with Jesus podcast. Well here we are, it's the week of Easter, Holy Week. Just a few more days to go till Good Friday and Easter Sunday. We're almost done this podcast. Just before we get to the events of Easter week, as I said in my last episode, I wanted to do one or two on Jesus and the outsiders. So today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 8. And I decided to reach out to a friend of mine who lives in Ramallah, Palestine. Look it up on a map. It's a land, it's in the land where Jesus lived and walked. And uh, I've known my friend Madi for five years, and uh, he's a student there. He's a member of the Bible Society. So I reached out to him on WhatsApp, and uh, we Zoomed, and we recorded this call. So I uh, I'm just, it's a real pleasure to bring it to you. So I want you to just sit back and listen, and uh, I'm gonna bring you into our call. Here we go. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good also. Thanks so much for uh, joining me to try making this episode. I think that's really fun.
1: Have you ever made an episode with someone or it's the first time?
0: This is the first. You are. The first and it will be the last time. <laughs> I reached out to the, the best one. <laughs> for people listening, uh, you should tell us what is it? Where do you live and what do you do? I could describe it, but why don't you just tell us um, a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, I live in Ramallah, Palestine. Um, now I am a master student. I study uh, international cooperation and development. And also I am with the student movement. I have the students, I will make Bible studies and also we make activities for students. And also I work in the Bible Society as a project coordinator. Um, and I will graduate in May, but May I
0: don't May.
1: know. Yes, May 2020, after one month.
0: Awesome.
1: Last, yes, so the graduation will be online. I think <laughs> because of the corona.
0: <laughs> everyone so, dress zoom graduation
1: yes
0: (laughs) that's gonna be weird Uh uh-huh yeah you've worked hard for that degree yeah yeah no i mean i we've known each other since 2015 you first came here 2015 yes you were like just a you know a young college student and mm-hmm. it was because of InterVarsity, where I worked, that we had that trip that you got to come to Canada.
1: In 2015, I was in the second year of my B.A. degree.
0: Right. So mm-hmm. maybe you were 19 or 20 when you first came. Yes. Yeah. And then I got to come there twice. And Yes, you uh, came here
1: twice. He I there. think you enjoyed your time, right?
0: Loved it. I'd highly recommend anyone listening. Let's go. Let's go to Ramallah. Yallah. Yalla, yalla, majnun time. <laughs> majnun, <laughs> which means, what, how would you translate majnun? <laughs> it was a crazy time, so to have fun. All right, now that we know a bit more about you, we're going to get into the scripture together. So we're going to grab our Bibles and Madhi, I'm going to ask you to read Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 to 4.
1: When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing. He said, Be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony
0: to them. Awesome. Yeah, so when you when you read that, uh was there anything that jumped out at you right away that you that you were holding on to? Uh
1: I think that this uh small story uh, told us that Jesus is humble mm. so we should learn from Jesus to be humble and to let people to know more about Jesus from the from this passage we can learn that jesus is humble
0: uh-huh. yeah I think I got that too because like In that day with someone with leprosy, no one touched them. No one talked to them. You you would have to be super humble to even go near them. Uh Jesus was always with people like this.
1: And I think Jesus here, uh, he don't want just to heal people. He want to educate people more. Hmm. From the education, he want to heal people from the education, not just to heal from diseases. What do you mean by that? I mean that uh, Jesus, he wants to to make like a letter for people that he is the savior. He can heal people, not just heal people. He can do everything and anything he wants. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because,
0: uh-huh. yeah, I mean, leprosy, I think that they still have leprosy some places today, but it's, there's really slow, painful disease, very contagious uh-huh. And so, yeah, I think he was educating the people to say, look, you know, with God's power, we don't have, yeah. to, have to be afraid. We can, uh-huh. you know, even if there's some risk, we still take a risk in order to show love to people. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yes, it's, just, it's uh, hard. Yeah. We should practice. Do you ever, I don't know, each of our communities is different. Um in your, in your place where you live, is it, uh, how, how would this be practiced? Like what kind of people would, would be reached uh, if you're a Christian person trying to practice, practice this?
1: I think in our situation now because of COVID-19, so I think we should go to the poor people who lost their jobs and to help them, to give them like food, something uh, special to make them happy and to, to keep them alive. Because now there is no jobs and nothing. A lot of people lose their jobs. So I think in
0: this time we can do like this. Is there, I know in Canada there's, uh, I mean, the government is able to start handing out a lot of money to help people who've lost jobs. Is, uh-huh. that, is that even possible where you live in Ramallah, in Palestine?
1: No. The government, they, they don't have money to help people.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, so that's the reality. I think for a lot of people around uh-huh. the world, it's just like the job is gone, therefore the money is gone. Yes. Yeah, no, you guys have, I think, a high call as the church to to do that if you can, uh, to apply what Jesus would have done. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. When I see this guy, this leper guy, It always strikes me how his posture is. He comes and he kneels. Like he just, he he kneels right away and he has total belief. He says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Uh He 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 trusts Jesus. Trust Jesus. And there's no doubt. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Uh And then I think this part about going to show yourself to the priests, I, I always see Jesus doing this thing. He's trying to reach the whole nation, all those religious people among the Jews who might not believe this is even possible. So he's like, oh yeah, go show yourself to the priest so that the, the rumor spreads that, that Jesus is here. Something new is happening uh-huh. That yeah. on your religion and tradition. So how about I, um, do you want me to read the second part and see what we find there?
1: Yes, you can, you can read that if you want to start.
0: Okay. All right, here, I'll start reading it. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, My servant lies at home, paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers. And I tell this one to go and this one to come and he does it. I say to my servants, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found such great faith among anyone in Israel. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go. It will be done, just as you have believed it would, and the servant was healed at that very hour.
1: I think here we can learn that uh, the uh, we can learn that from the centurion that he was regret, but after Jesus told him that shall I come and heal you, heal him, heal the, so he was surprised because. Of Jesus is very humble, and he forgives people.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. What do you, Why do you think the centurion had regret?
1: I think because he he knew the way, the right way for Jesus. Uh-huh. To, and also maybe Jesus made something good in his life, so he can uh, tell the other people what. Uh, uh-huh. What well, Jesus did,
0: yeah, yeah, and for me it really, really uh, impacts me that you know here's here's Jesus, a Jewish man in Israel, who lived, you know uh-huh. that's, that's the land where you live in, and mm-hmm. the Romans were this foreign, uh, hostile military power, and so this the Roman and Jesus should not be interacting, should not be friendly, and so that's so then the, the centurion comes humbly. A lot like that leper and he uh-huh. he asked jesus so right away that's a huge surprise you know you don't see soldiers with all that strength coming to ask a humble jewish rabbi like that's that's kind of crazy
1: uh-huh nice
0: yeah so it's sort of i think this story kind of it surprises us because it turns upside down the dynamics between people of power and in canada we don't live and we don't see soldiers and. Police a lot, but I think where you live, yeah. See that a lot.
1: Yes, I I see a lot of police and soldiers and so I think they should be like the centurion to be humble. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I think something is probably going on in the life of that centurion where he's come to believe God. Yes. He's heard about Jesus, he's come to believe, and so his humility, his faith comes first before his his power and his Uh what he could normally do. It's interesting too that this big man, the centurion, he's cares for his servant. Like uh-huh. times you could just say, "Well, six servants, send him away." And I think it's very strange
1: in that period that the centurion cares of uh, his servant.
0: Mm-hmm. It might even be a Jewish servant. Probably is actually.
1: Yes, it might be.
0: Yeah from from what the centurion says, uh, Jesus then says about his faith. He says, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith because the centurion is just saying, no, no, Jesus, don't come. Just speak, and I think it'll happen.
1: Uh-huh. So, because the centurion, he is afraid from Jesus that he know that he is in the sin. Hmm. So he didn't believe that, that Jesus can take him out of the sin. So I think now... His life will change after what Jesus said
0: yeah uh-huh yeah Jesus is just by speaking suddenly, Jesus is healing at his home, so uh-huh. that that is going to go home and be uh-huh. you know, have a great faith in Jesus
1: and also I think we can ask a question that if you want to uh, in your life, if you can. If you want just to gain money and follow your uh, instincts, or if you want to be humble like the centurion, mm. so we can ask ourselves which way we want to go.
0: That's a great question. So, yeah, you could have chosen to go that way of money and power and just be a centurion. Uh-huh. Yeah. The humble way of Jesus. So what will we do? Right? Yes. Yeah. No, I love that question. (laughs) (laughs) Another question too, I had is, you know, what desperate need do we have or does our community have that we could humbly go bow in front of Jesus and bring it to him as like plan A. Sometimes we come to Jesus as like plan B after we've tried our own help. I think, but the leper Uh and the centurion show us like, no, run to Jesus and see what he'll do.
1: Uh uh-huh. Yes, we should ask ourselves to know the answer. Hmm. Uh-huh. I think we should practice more and see our lives more to know these answers for the two questions. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. And I think we can only, we actually have to do it. We We can't just know it in our head. We have to try it. You know, uh uh-huh, Yes, you get, we have to try you to, to normal, be practical. And try it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about a prayer? If if you're gonna um, have some kind of prayer that comes out of the scripture, what would you, how does this encourage you to pray?
1: Uh, I motivate the people to pray now because of the situation now of coronavirus, to pray for the disease, to make Jesus to heal the world from this disease. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. pray for people who don't have food to eat and, they don't, and, to, and people who lost their jobs and they don't have money to buy food to eat.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's, that's so great to hear. Just your heart to pray and uh, even act to help those people. Because again, um, I think people are hiding here, anyways, sort of keeping away, hiding away. But um, maybe it's going to call us to go out of our way to to uh, help those people, to bring food or to provide food, even when we don't know maybe um, all the security we need. I think God is still calling us to share. Uh huh. Mm. I, I remember when I visited you know, your town, Ramallah, I got the sense that it's a very much a community. People really know their neighbor and really try to hold each other together.
1: Yes, everyone know each other's. The neighbors, friends, you can, the street say hello for everyone. Yeah. Yes, so do you, do the community, the community is like a closed community. Everyone know each other's.
0: Yeah, and do you see signs that people are helping each other during this time? Yes, a lot, a lot of people. Huh. So for example, if my neighbor,
1: they don't have, for example, they lost their job and they don't have food. So we go to buy for them food. Huh. Or uh, or who they have a big companies, they help also the other people who need help. Everyone helps each other, yes. Because we are a closed community, so everyone with each other.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Here here in Vancouver, we're a little bit more isolated. Like people don't know their neighbors that well and they live quite yes. separate lives. I saw that
1: when I was in Vancouver. Huh.
0: Uh-huh. So I think it's a real challenge for us to even know our neighbor and then be to want to help our neighbor. Yes,
1: it's a big challenge. I think it's important these days, especially.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe, and this is an opportunity, maybe, to learn that in in a crisis yes. like this.
1: Maybe it's a opportunity from God, no, your neighbors more, from Jesus.
0: Yeah, that that, that could be a prophetic, yeah. word, an opportunity from uh-huh. God. Because uh-huh. he's always at work, right? Even when he's yeah, class, he's always at work. Yes, he's like, I got you guys, but it's gonna, you're gonna feel it. It's gonna be a little different. <laughs> Low and slow. Go low and slow, people. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening into this special episode today. It was such a pleasure for me to speak to my good friend Maddie all the way from Palestine. So as you go about your day, here we are in Easter week. I just pray that you've enjoyed it that you are a little more inspired to seek the Lord in scripture and to tune your heart to the ways of Jesus during this Lent. Have a great day at home doing whatever you do to stay sane, to stay healthy, to stay plugged into the Lord Jesus. And uh, as Maddie said to us, maybe we're in the moment of an opportunity with God. I pray that would be true for you today. And uh, just ask him more what that opportunity is. Have a great day, friends. Love you guys. Bye joy arises as we look to the day when all injustice will bow